Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. Hashtag basketball. That's like one word. Dot com. Go to a web browser and use a keyboard to type that in. Because if you haven't gone there already, this is how basic I think I have to get to you. Maybe you just didn't know you had to use the keyboard. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Hatchin. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, do you think people have gone there? Maybe they just forgot they've been there. I think if you go to hashtag basketball.com, you don't forget about it. Oh, it's an unforgettable experience? I think if you're into, like, fancy basketball, because you're listening to a fancy basketball podcast, and you go there, you see all the free tools and stuff, you see the rankings, see the way it's all laid out, I think you would bookmark that, you would remember it. Do you think there's anyone who listens to this podcast who isn't into fantasy basketball? Um, I hope not. Why? Well, you know what? I hope so. How about that? I hope so. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of weird. <laughs> it's getting yeah. real weird in here now. Yeah, I don't know it's if I want to like, like meet that person in a dark alley because like who knows what would happen if they're just like <laughs> listening to us, but they like don't even watch the NBA or play fantasy basketball when that's all we talk about. They just want to see what thoughts we have to say, I guess. Yeah. Like I've had a couple friends who found out like, oh yeah, oh, I didn't know you had a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's fancy basketball. Don't like you're, you are not into basketball. Don't listen to it. And they're like, no, no, I'll check it out. It's probably pretty cool. And then every single time they're like, oh yeah, I could listen to like the first like three minutes. And then you guys just start talking about some guy named DeJounte Murray. And I, I had to turn it off. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You don't know who that is. Who is this man? Dejounte Murray, just the uh, actually, someone put this up on the Twitter. Who are your top three most improved players this year? Dejounte Murray is in my top three. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. Leading who's the league like, in steals. Who's winning this race for you, Michael? Probably Miles Bridges. Yeah, I think so too. I'm a little biased because I he was my, uh, I guess, quote unquote sleeper whatever that, you know, whatever that the, the loaded definition of sleeper means. So I, I do feel a little bit of pride in the fact that I called out uh, his, his, his leap this year. I didn't think it'd be this good, um, but I think he deserves it. He's been really, really good. And I don't know, like, it's hard to give it to someone like Darius Garland, like someone who's been a super high pick and like should be continuing to get better. So I mean, I think Bridges kind of just stands out. Not that Bridges wasn't a, a pretty high pick because he was, but yeah, it's kind of a. I feel like it's a little bit of a like there needs to be a better definition, right? Because like if you are a third year player and you're drafting like top three, top four, and you take a leap, yeah, you've improved. You put the work in to improve too. So like, let's not say like give the not give credit where credit is due. Darius Garland deserves that credit, but like, is that more impressive than someone like? Desmond Bain or uh, DeJounte Murray taking going from like, uh, you know, good to great. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really like, I think they do these awards pretty ambiguously on purpose. Well, especially most improved player, like MVP, we can kind of figure out who's the best person, like a lot of the coach of the year. Right. But like with most improved, there's literally like no criteria. It's just like, yeah, who improved the most? Well, I don't know. Hard to say. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of, um, oh, Fred Van Fleet should be the most improved player. And I'm like, were you were you just not watching the Raptors last year? Fred Van Fleet was really, really good last year. And he's also really good and a little like, bit well, better I now. Find them. Come on now. They weren't in Toronto and I couldn't find them. That's true. Where they they, went. That's true. Maybe it's a bunch of people who went to Toronto, snuck into Canada, snuck over the border, wanted to see Fred Van Fleet, wasn't there. So maybe most of the voters got, um, you know, got confused because they are. I think a lot of the voters are pretty old. <laughs> just firing all kinds of shots, aren't you? Well, uh, the shots aren't. Uh, that's just the beginning, Tyler, because we do have to talk about the handful of injuries over the last uh, week or two or so. And uh, we might as well get it out of the way. Um, we need to talk about the uh, purposeful assassination of Alex Caruso by the coward Grayson Allen. Just, just throwing all the shots. Huh? He got suspended for a game. That's not long enough. I mean, the the call was six to eight weeks, which I think is like that's actually just right. But um, I knew that wasn't going to happen either. But one game. I mean, it's not like the guy has like, uh, like a recent history of uh, malicious, violent, uh, incredibly dangerous plays on the court. He has an entire career's worth of history of doing this shit. When he gets a little butt hurt by getting the ball stolen or whatever happens to on the court, he goes for people's heads. He goes for people while they're in the air. It's been done. He's been, he's done it multiple times, including this season. I don't think one game is absolutely not enough at all. Uh, And tragically, uh, Alex Caruso broke his fucking wrist. Now he's out six to eight weeks too. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a play that was uh, 100% unnecessary. I mean, there was no need for that. There was no need for, for any of that. Um, The question is the Bulls, right, who have another guard out, I believe. Yeah, Lonzo Ball just went through surgery on his knee, also be out for the next two months. Uh, luckily, the team sounds like they're going to be healthy by playoff time, which is all that really matters for Chicago. But uh, right, uh, Zach Levine is out still. He probably will return soon. Javante Green, we've already gone all the way down to Javante Green as someone who's a starter on the Bulls because of all these uh, these injuries. Uh, He's also out. I think Io is kind of the the gem of the season and also someone you should be rostering in your fantasy league. Um, yeah, so that's the question, right? You got Io, you got Kobe White. Like they have some still interesting guards despite a lot of guards being out. Right. Yeah, and, and we've uh, seen Kobe in like 33 minutes be very fantasy relevant. Well, I mean, you just look at that game against the Bucks, where like you look at his line and he had seven, four and four and you're going like, oh, that's not great. But he played 37 minutes and he was three of 15 from the field, including oh, nine from three. So some of those shots fall and You know, I mean, that turns into a, a pretty decent stat line pretty quickly. Um, the question is, do you want Io or do you want Kobe White? If you could only have one of these two men. Man. See, that's a, I think that's a really tough question, right? Because I think Io is the all-around better player. I think here's he's... the the thing that worries me about Io. Okay. So yeah. like, you're gonna say he had three pretty darn good games. He's also had some four. pretty dumpy games. But when, when it comes to statistics, like he's on the floor for his defense, and then sometimes he goes off, sometimes he doesn't. But people were like getting all hyped about his scoring. And those, you know, he had 21, 15, and 18. He shot nine of 10, seven of 12, and seven of eight from the field. Yeah. And he doesn't take a lot of shots. So if you're picking this guy up thinking, like, oh, he can get me 15 points a game, 
I think that's a big mistake. Absolutely. He's not going to be a co- If you're looking for a scorer, the answer is very straightforward and easy. It's Kobe White. Kobe White is going to score. He's going to hit threes. And actually, Kobe White continues to improve as a playmaker. So it's, it's not like he's going to be a net zero in uh, assists, which is really important for a guard. I just think IO is going to give you above average rebounds, above average assists, and over a steal a game. No matter what, the points might not be there. What is the field goal percentage going to look like? I guess that's my question. Like, are the percentages going to be bad for IO? Oh, man. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to be great. Because he's shooting 54% for the season, but. If he's, if he's asked to take on, like, he's not even being asked to take 10 shots a game right now. And this is how decimated they are. So if he's going to be asked to take like 15, 16 shots a game, that 50% is going to go down to like 45%. But I don't think you're going to be looking at somebody who's shooting like 20, 30%, like, like just completely non, like someone who's fucks up your field goal real bad. And I don't think he's going to be asked to take that many shots either. Kobe's going to take those shots. Right. And so uh, I think Isle's the guy you want if you're looking for an all-around production. If you're looking for someone to replace uh, a Levine, right? Like a scorer. You need a scorer for, you know, KD got out, went out. I think Kobe White's the guy you want. Yeah. Why don't pick them both up? Come on. To do that? Do, do that. that? Pick them both up. What are you waiting for? Um, yeah, KD, another pretty... I'd say significant injury because I assume KD is carrying most people's teams since he is one of the top fancy players in the league. Uh, obviously, huge bumps for Harden and um, Kyrie when he plays. But is there really anything else you want to do with with Brooklyn? Is is Nick uh, Claxton if he comes back? Is is there like lots of kind of big playing time for him? I don't know. I mean, all the reports suggest Claxton may be pseudo on the trade block. I guess the guy. I like who, him. I like Nick Claxton, actually. That would be a great, guy, You know what? If, if the Bulls want to move some idiot for Nick Claxton, I'm in. I don't think that's what Brooklyn wants, though. The guy that becomes interesting, I think, especially in home games, is Patty Mills. Yes. Isn't Patty Mills going to have to get you like 15 points a game if Brooklyn's going to win any games during this stretch? We've seen that time and time again where. Uh, one of the big three is out. Two of the big three is out, right? Usually two of the three big three is out. And who shows up? Patty Mills. Patty Mills go, uh, gets wild with it. And he's going to be hit or miss, obviously, especially if it's going to be Kyrie and Harden playing. I'm not as excited about Patty Mills. But if either one of those guys are out, I would spot start Patty Mills. I don't think I'd pick him up, though. I don't think I'd roster him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, he's going to be, you know, good game, bad game, two good games two bad games like it's it's not going to be consistent at all lamarcus is back though would you pick up lamarcus i mean is lamarcus gonna play a ton like that's that's my worry there now he's been good does he need to play a ton to get you something you like right very good percentages that's where he gets his um value from right but the occasional block decent points if he's gonna play like 25 plus minutes and the time's there. The, the playing time yeah, is but there. I don't know. To me, it looks more like a streamer. Like 13.8 points is good, but then the block is good, but then it's 5.7 rebounds, no assists and no steals and no threes and good percentages, but on small volume. Yeah. I think I'm adding him in most uh, in Roto Leagues and 12-team leagues. 
for That's sure fair. because of the percentages i think if you don't give a shit about percentages you could care less about lamarcus aldridge and that's probably how you viewed his career forever uh but as a uh, adamant roto player lamarcus aldridge has been a fantastic uh all-around nine cap player for most of his career and i'm actually surprised he's still doing it and for that like he le- legitimately if you care about you factor in percentages he is he's you know he's more than standardly relevant he's a starter yeah even, for sure. even in limited minutes only playing 23 game that's still putting up some numbers that's true uh brandon ingham has been out as well um something's got to give here in new orleans right what a weird season what a weird team i mean I, I thought there was going to be more. I didn't realize it was just. No, that's it. I mean, I don't even know what, what to do weird, with them. Like, what a weird team. What a, what a weird team. What a yeah. weird fucking team, man. Because, like, the, obviously the, Zion's not coming back. We said this at the beginning of the season. He ain't coming back. He's not coming back. The, the crazy part was he he got hurt, right? And then they right away said he sprained his ankle, but we're not going to do an MRI. Which yes. didn't seem like something a basketball team normally does yeah i don't think you announce hey no we're not doing an mri <laughs> usually they announce that they've done the mri and it comes back negative yeah. they don't go hey don't worry about it we're not doing it so he did play and that, i guess that was the good sign right was that he, he wasn't that hurt um and then he did come back no he they still haven't played since then have they no they he got injured in the, in, the game I against think the his Knicks. previous game yes and then uh, it does not seems like he is out um for his next game against indiana i believe that is monday okay you know so what 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 do you do with reason do they have to bring an injured brandon ingram back they don't i mean you i guess you could say they could sneak into the play-in only because the team in 10th place has 19 wins and the pelicans have 17 what yeah let's let's actually do a little bit of um you know let's do a little bit of a tyler and mike role play rostering a guy who they would never draft it to help listeners out who might happen to have rostered him or accidentally drafted him on accident or got screwed in a trade variety game. How about that, Tyler? Let's do it. That's Let's the title of the new segment that we're doing ready. this week. Uh, you are rostering Brandon Ingram. I am a person, so I, I that this just checks out so far. The... Uh, team is not going to do an MRI on him <laughs> for some reason. Uh, let's say Brandon Ingram's fine. He's sitting out one game. He comes back the next game. What are you doing with him? I mean, if they're not going to do an MRI, I guess that was my point. It's like, I guess it's not that bad. Yes. If you think it's bad, you're like, oh, crap, we better get this looked at, see how bad it is. But I feel like I want to move him either way. And I want to move him now in this uncertain period if I can, because how is Brandon Ingram's value going to go up the rest of the season? I mean, I'm, I'm not a big Brandon Ingram guy to begin with. You know this. He's ranked 54th on the year in hashtags rankings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys right around him I'd much rather have than him, if I'm being honest. Yeah, let's, uh, let's list a few of these jokesters. Um Tobias Harris. I'd rather have Tobias Harris. Yeah, me too. I'd rather have Tobias no one, Harris. No one likes Tobias Harris, by the way. 
Yeah, no, I, I own Tobias Harris in a lot of my leagues because yeah. Tobias Harris always seems to like, everyone's like, oh, Tobias Harris sucks. And I'm like, yeah, Tobias Harris kind of good. Yeah, he's he, he does not suck at all. He's actually quite good. I mean, fantasy-wise, I, I maybe people like Tobias Harris in real life. I don't know him. He's a basketball player. I'm not, I don't know if he's cool or not. I have no idea. But as, a fan, as someone who regularly rosters Tobias Harris, he is absolutely boring, but absolutely – you never get excited about one of his lines, but he is so damn consistent with that half a block, half a steal. Uh, and you can get him for nothing because nobody likes him. That's true. That's true. Would you rather have Julius Randle? Julius Randle's kind of been off. He's had a weird season. A weird, weird season. Yeah. Uh, Gordon I would Hay- rather have Julius Randle, though. Gordon Hayward, but I guess he is out. He is missing Sunday night's game with a foot injury, I believe. I so. do not like the word foot injury. Yeah, so, and and they described it as right foot discomfort. Um, I have which, a lot of, I have a, a lot of discomfort. Uh, coach, the coach said it is not something to get overly concerned about. He's done well this year and I don't want to push the limits here. Okay. He mentioned That's, I've never, I've never heard night as possible rotation options for tonight. I've uh, okay, cool. That's positive. Right. And it's good. If you have one of those, uh, if you have miles bridges or somebody like that, who's going to get a little bit more, uh, more shots with um, our boy, uh Hayward out but yeah I guess I wouldn't worry about Hayward I think I would rather have Hayward than Ingram even with this that might be the right switch because he's you know always out what's going on here well they're both out no don't worry about it I don't know I think Ingram's got if I have Ingram I'm moving him ASAP uh yeah because I mean like this Pelicans team there, there's kind of a big bunch there in, in the standings in both conferences, right? Like right around 17 wins, you got the Hawks, you got the Pacers, you got the Blazers, you got the Pelicans, you got the Kings, you got the Spurs, even the Thunder and the Rockets have 14 wins. Like they're right there. Um, isn't the move for New Orleans to lose every single game from here on out and to try to get the number one pick? Yeah, that's exactly like, what they, they if that's you make exactly the what play they in, like you're getting killed by somebody before you even get to the playoffs. Yeah, you are going to get smoked in the play in, likely. Yeah, and then like you are still in the lottery with no odds really of getting them one pick. I mean, I get that they flatten the odds and you still have a chance, but like the the team that's one of the last couple is not jumping up and getting the first pick, probably. So I don't really see much incentive for them to try to push Brandon Ingram here and make the playoffs because they're going to not make the playoffs regardless. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, let's talk about a few more injuries. Dantas Bonus uh, is also uh, injured on the Pacers. Miles Turner is, has a stress fracture uh, that we already knew about. It sounds like Malcolm Brogdon is now Brogdon is out now as uh, there's something up with his, I, I don't know if it's his knee or his leg or whatever. Um, and then uh, Karis LeVert's been in and out of the lineup. This team is decimated. Um, decimated? Dec- that's, that's a word. That sounds like a word that you can use. Um, Tyler, someone's got to play 30 minutes on this team. Someone's got to carry the load for the Pacers. Who are you turning to? Because I, I have somebody I might turn to, but uh, uh, who 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 are you leaning towards with this? Like basically, f- you know, three starters out. 
Well, if you're looking for a big man, right? Gogo's back. Oh, you love Gogo Biaditsa. Biaditsa, however you say his name. Wait, wait. Try again. Gogo Baditsa. Not even, not even close. You want to try? Gogo Bialitsa. No, that's a different person. That's a different guy. Bitaze. Bitaze? No, it's not. That's ridiculous. They've changed his his pronunciation. That's how it goes. So in the two games where he's played over 30 minutes, which I mean, both these injuries are relatively fresh, right? Yep. Um, and Batazzi's a center, man. Like, so he can't really ever crack the rotation when you have Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis in there. Like, there's no, no minutes for him. Play those guys. Um, so in the two games where he's played over 30 minutes, the first one he had 13, nine, five assists and a block. I like the that assist. One, he had 16, 11, two assists and a block. Well, here's what I like. There's assists. There's a three-pointer. He's also shot seven threes in those two games. I like that. I like all of those things. He's also shot under 43%, uh, closer to 42%. So that's not great. His free throw is going to smack you you around in the face. But as we've talked about, if you don't care about percentages, I think you take a flyer um, on Goga. Simply because if they play him 30 minutes, that's a nice points rebounds. Like you're just well, here's suddenly getting double digit rebounds. That's really nice. I I don't know that they have a choice but to play him 30 minutes because they don't have a big man left on their roster. Like rookie Isaiah Jackson is sort of a big man, but he's 6'10, 205 pounds. So, like, if the other team has any kind of big center at all. They have no choice but to give Gogo whatever minutes that guy's playing. Yeah. He, it has to be done, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think the minutes are going to go. I think he's going to play pretty much over 30 minutes in every game until one of those two come back. Um, other guys but, look at Chris Duarte. Yeah, I think that's the, the easy pickup right there. We know who Chris Duarte is. We know that when he gets hot and gets going, he is a – standard league player and quite frankly there is no one to take shots on this team oh um, i got two more got two more that could be interesting justin holiday also good good steel block guy and jeremy lamb could we see the re- the return of jeremy lamb we know a... jeremy lamb can do it right so this that's what i love about all those players justin holiday chris duarte jeremy lamb all three of those guys we know they can produce stannis uh Fantasy friendly, fantasy friendly standard league lines on a night in night out basis. And now those are your starting, you know, three out of your starting five there. Well, who would be the number one pick in your fantasy league? That's what I want to know. In my fantasy league? Yeah. What's the. I think it's only guys uh, named Stan in this league. I pick Stan Duarte. Oh, okay. I think it's Dorothy. Like, I just think I like if he's hot, he's better than everybody else. Yeah. He also seems to like some, like some of those other guys are not take the ball and go score. Like Duarte has got that kind of fire of like, I'm going to get this bucket. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make something happen. Yeah. When nothing is going on when your, when your offense is stagnant, it seems like he wants to create something. He wants to make something happen. wants to score. And they're going to need him to do that because that that's, there's nothing going on with the rest of that team. Right. 
Um, the only other injury is, uh, well, the other injuries out there, um, because karma is Ooh. a bitch. Giannis is out. Uh, Wesley Matthews went out with an ankle sprain. Uh, and then that little punk ass bitch, Grayson Allen, allegedly injured, but he is also suspended for a game. Um, karma's a bitch, man. Like, I don't want, I said this uh, on the Twitter at Watch the Boxes, but like, Grayson Allen's got bad karma, and I like Giannis. I, I want to root for Giannis, but I, you know, bad karma is bad karma. You can't root for, for uh, bad people. And uh, we see shit happening in Wisconsin. The Packers lose. Now there's two injuries. Giannis is out all within a very short time span for Grayson Allen being a punk ass bitch. So I'm just saying karma's a bitch. Watch the fuck out. Um, should we, should we close this discussion on someone who may or may not be coming back? Yes. Um, that's Mr. Anthony Davis. That is he true. Was, I've heard he's questionable. He is not playing on Sunday night. Um, but he was questionable. Um, he was, quote, a game time decision, and they decided to hold him out. But you got to think it's coming in the next week that he will return at some point. Yes, I think it's uh, very soon. I don't think they'd be fucking around with Anthony Davis if he wasn't ready, because uh, that is their bread and butter. That's how they're going to make the playoffs, and that is how they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs, was with Anthony Davis playing, hopefully. Uh, that's the only way they can win anyway. Anthony Davis is the uh, the key to, to the Lakers actually winning games. And so let me, let I, I think me ask he will be this. back soon if they are saying, oh, yeah, he'll be back soon. So Anthony Davis was a first-round pick for a while. Yes. Then he had a bad season last year, and he slipped to a sometimes second, sometimes third. Almost third-round. Fourth-round pick um, in some leagues. Yeah. If you look at per game value, he is ranked 13th. Now he's only played 19 games, which is not a lot. There are guys who have played fewer. I mean, Katie's only played 17. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, if you own Anthony Davis, are you looking to trade him? If you don't own Anthony Davis, are you looking to trade for him? Oof, those are two very different questions. And I think you always want to... Um, obviously, the 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 rule the 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 rule of the land, the way of the world, buy low, sell high. Is Anthony Davis at an inflated value right now? I'd say the answer is no. Um, if you think his health is going to be an issue for the rest of the season, which is, his health is always an issue, if you think it's going to be more of an issue, then I would say maybe his his value is a little inflated. But personally, I would let him come back. I would let him put up a few monster games because you know they're going to happen. And if I didn't feel comfortable rostering the rest of the year, I would try to move Anthony Davis. Um, I just don't know if you're ever going to get anybody to overpay for Anthony Davis. So it's, it's a hard trade for me. The other way around is the person who has Anthony Davis that you're trading for wants you to overpay for Anthony Davis. And with his injury history, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think if you are middling, if you're kind of maybe in the playoffs, maybe out of the playoffs, it's worth the risk. And I would say that it's worth the risk right now before he comes back, just as ping the person with Anthony Davis and say, hey, you know, it should be, you should have done it like two, three weeks ago. But hey, 
you know, I'm looking at Anthony Davis. What do you think? Here's what do you think this trade? What do you think this trade? Maybe you got to give up somebody good um, that you don't, a couple good guys that you don't want to give up, but that's uh, what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take a risk if your team isn't that good. I misspoke. Anthony Davis has played 27 games. Um, what about, 14 what? on the season. If you look Tyler, at nine cat. Tyler, what would you do still. with Anthony Davis? Um, you know, Anthony Davis's value for me is very difficult to peg because I, I mean, I, when he's on the court, it's not difficult to peg, right? Like he's a top 20 player. Sir. The question is how much does Anthony Davis play? Right. And he hasn't played more than 70 games in a season since 2018. Um, and he's only played more than 70 games two times in his career. And this is his what? Well, we got this is his tenth season. Um, now he just missed a bunch of time, and I think there's always this thought process, right? That like, oh, well, he just missed a bunch of time, and now he's back and he's healthy, so he's good to go. That's not really how it works with injuries. Like, yeah, he's healthy right now, but that's not to say he can't get sustain another injury, a different injury, a, a, a setback to the injury he just yeah. had, right, and miss more time. And, and so, Anthony Davis is always kind of leaving games halfway through uh, on hard falls or whatever. Like that's he's he is a bit more injury prone than the average player. So I don't think I want to trade for Anthony Davis, especially because he is ranked 14th on the season. And so I think his his owner is going to be like, "Well, I want a top 20 player for him," and I'm like, mm, "No, I'm good. I'll just keep." whoever the top 20 players I have. Yeah. Right. Um, I think the, the opportunity could be there to sell him though at a pretty inflated value because he is a big name. So if I did own Anthony Davis for whatever reason, um, could I sell Anthony Davis right now for Giannis? No, probably not. But could I sell him for Trey Young? Could I sell him for Donovan Mitchell? Could I sell him for Rudy Gobert? I might do those moves. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, very valid because those guys are just a little bit more sturdy, stable. You've got a lot of what you've gotten out of Anthony Davis so far has been some very good stats. Uh, I think you have to go for those kind of bigger names, though. Like, you have to take the, it's just not worth it to get like, I would say it's not worth it to get like a Sabonis and a Desmond Bain for Anthony Davis. I like no, those guys. I like both a, of those guys, right? But it's Anthony not, Davis. Not unless it's a very deep league, right? If it's a very deep league, you might potentially you might want to do that. Yeah, that might boost up your your one of your worst players. You might Sabonis is a good insert, a decent insert, like a seventy percent insert. There are no blocks really, which sucks. But uh, Desmond Bain is having an incredible year. Uh, he is out via COVID right now, uh, which sucks. Uh, but uh, it seemed like it hit half the Memphis Grizzlies, and that's when Desmond Bain went off, and he didn't get in. Now the other half of the Memphis Grizzlies seem to be on the protocol. He'll be back here in a few weeks. That should be fine. Hopefully everything is perfectly fine. We're already, Tyler, in week 15. Um, we have a pretty decent week. Last week was a uh, you know really hard to stream because there was such – game heavy days with like light days in between each 
you know, double digit games each, every other day. Uh, this week, a little bit lighter. We have a, a very slim two, uh, Thursday, but Wednesday, Friday are the big game, uh, big game days for everybody. Um, and we also, um, you know, need to point out Houston, OK City and Washington, only two games this week. What's up with these teams? Why are they only playing two games? What's what's? what's I don't know why anyone's playing. I thought we had figured out this schedule, right? I thought we had figured out how to get three to four games from every single team every single week uh, with decent amounts of rest. And I feel like almost is like this this year that's the scheduling has reverted a little bit. It's not as um, consistent and progressive as it was last year, or whatever. Whenever the last regular year was, which was that last year? I don't remember. Uh, no, yeah, I guess it was. I think too, what happened is like a lot of the arenas didn't have other, uh, events going on. And so that made it easier to get any date it wanted. Whereas this year, you know, that's other things are returning where, um, obviously you can't have a basketball game and a concert in the arena at the same night. So, um, things can get a little hairy. Yeah. I don't know that you would play a person from those three teams, save for, Bradley Beal, maybe Shea Gilgis Alexander, maybe. If it's a weekly lock league, two games. Yeah, even Kristen Wood, I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't think I'd risk that because he has one even like just a little under par game. That hurts. Probably not looking good for a, a week's worth of production when you could have, you know, four games of the best person on your waiver wire, whoever that happens to be. Yeah, and I actually think there's a lot. And the waiver wire is uh, picking up a little bit simply because of all of the injuries um, and also the continued COVID protocols, though that has died down uh, a bit. Uh, but with all the injuries we talked about, especially with like Chicago, Indiana, uh, those teams both have four games this uh, week. I would probably, um, other than maybe Bradley Beal, not roster anybody who's only got two games this week. I think you can get a better bang for your buck. Even the Pelicans got four games this week. So, Week 15, uh, we're already here. Tyler, is anything uh, going into week 15 uh, that you're keeping an eye on? Oh, well, we're getting close to the all-star break and the trade deadline. So, certainly are. Um, the, tra- the trade thing is, is probably the thing I'm watching the closest because I think, you know, we have – it's the trade deadline's on February 10th, right? So by the end of this week, it'll be the 30th. Um, we normally see a trade about this time. We're, we're due, not, right? I feel like we are due. Right? So, um, obviously, and, and, and any trade has some sort of value changing in fantasy, almost no matter what the trade is, right? Like, a team isn't – a team looking to go to the playoffs isn't going to trade for somebody and not play them ever. Um, so, I'm probably watching that. The closest is just, like, who's who's making a move, Um what, how, what motivated the move? You know, we see an injury a lot of times around this time of the year, and then, yeah. oh, someone trades for a center because their center just got hurt. Um, that Pacer team, I'm, I'm watching them closely to see, and a lot of those guys are out now, but, like, they have four games this week. I think they're going to be the team that shakes it up at the deadline. How they shake it up, we'll see. Especially now might- with the injuries, right? How are they going to – how did that change their equation? Well, that's it. Did that Miles Turner injury keep him from getting traded? Yeah, might have. You know, same with Sabonis. Same with Sabonis. For a big man, like, 
that that Miles Turner one seems a little scary, right? And so I can't imagine any team is going to be willing to give back whatever they were going to give, you know what I mean? Like, and get the full rate for Miles Turner. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think once you see that foot, you're like, oh, never mind. I'm not willing to go in on it. If there was, obviously, if there was something in the air, if there was negotiations for Miles Turner at the time, I assume they definitely uh, went silent uh, very quickly after that particular injury. Um, So we'll see. I think we got a lot of trade, interesting trade stuff coming up. And uh, coming into the trade season, uh, we are going to be utilizing a lot more our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, trying to to kind of do a regular segment live online, interacting with our um, listeners and the chat there. I appreciate everybody who came in last time um, when uh, we talked with Adam King. Uh, Monday, if you're listening to this on Sunday, or it, it could be Monday right now, the 24th of January, we'll be doing a, a live draft, redraft of players for the rest of the year, which I do think is a nice um, um, kind of like a temperature check for what you should be doing for the rest of the season, uh, redrafting how you would build a team at this stage after knowing what you know. Uh, I'm going to be doing that live on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And I think our trade coverage will be coming from twitch.tv slash watching the boxes as well. Um, So please follow. Uh, If you really feel nice, subscribe. That'd be nice. Um, All the proceeds go to uh, making this podcast and our Twitch channel uh, a little bit better. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to podcasts as well. Uh, We'll definitely be putting that content up here on this feed Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? And do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And uh, this time of year, if you want to know about trade rumors, specifically anything trade rumors revolving the Dallas Mavericks, who could get interesting at this deadline because they look like they're maybe going to trade some uh, rotation pieces just because Luca's extension is coming up and they don't want to push themselves into the luxury tax with a team that is not ready to contend for a championship. Um, so things could get interesting for the Mavs over the next uh, few weeks. And so I will be writing a ton about the Mavs and what they should do at the deadline. Excellent. Yes. Follow Tyler at Tyler P Watts on Twitter. You can find me at watch the boxes. Like I said, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes is the best place to follow for our trade uh, and the draft, uh, the mid-season draft coming up here this week. Obviously, you can watch those. If you didn't catch them live, you can rewatch all the content on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We appreciate y'all, and we will see you soon.